Hey there. Hey, so this is, oh, I'm so excited. This is part three of a four-part series on reversing diabetes naturally. And here's a quick summary of the series. Part one, two weeks ago, it starts with food. Part two, last week, digestion and diabetes. And now today, part three, improving immunity. And then next week, we're going to talk about taking care of toxins. So today, we're going to talk about immune function and diabetes and how immune challenges can cause and worsen blood sugar regulation problems and lead to diabetes. And we're going to talk about how improving your immune system can help prevent and reverse diabetes. Welcome to episode 41 of Ask Dr. Emily a weekly podcast where we explore the what, the why, and the how of health issues from a holistic perspective. We'll talk about the signs and symptoms to look out for, the root causes of various health conditions, and the most effective and doable solutions for addressing them. Each episode will empower you with knowledge and inspire you towards achieving outstanding health naturally. So exposure to pathogens, these are organisms that can cause disease, is a given in life. <clears throat> and your immune system's job is to protect you from these outside invaders by working to prevent them from causing infections in the first place, and then by fighting infections or neutralizing those pathogens once they've taken hold. There are many different types of infection-causing pathogens, the most common of which are bacteria, viruses, fungi, that's yeasts and molds, and parasites. Now, pathogenic infections are often acute and quickly fought off, but they can also become chronic and linger at a low level in your body for months and even years, causing seemingly unrelated symptoms such as fatigue, slow wound healing, and increased inflammation without causing the overt classic signs that we associate with infection, like fever. This type of low-level hidden infection is called a latent infection, and it can come from a wide variety of sources, including exposure to other people with contagious infections, contaminated food or water, or buildings that contain mold, to name a few. Infections can also be caused by overgrowths of organisms inside of us due to a number of possible factors, including, but not limited to, exposure to viruses that then cause benign organisms inside of us to become pathogenic, insufficient healthy gut microbes, which then that can be caused by stress or by overuse of antibiotics or the lack of probiotic foods or a weakened immune system due to exposure to environmental toxins like heavy metals such as mercury and lead or pesticides and herbicides from non-organic foods or chemicals from cleaners, etc., etc. In my clinical experience with thousands of people over 25 years, 
Latent infections are an incredibly common phenomenon that is very often at the root of many seemingly unrelated health issues, including blood sugar regulation problems and diabetes. So the presence of latent infections can typically be detected with a simple blood test, the complete blood count, CBC, with differential, which is very often done as part of basic blood work. The differential part here is essential, as it tells us not only the total number of white blood cells, WBCs, but also the number and ratio of five different types of white blood cells, which make up the bulk of our immune system. That's neutrophils, lymphocytes, monocytes, eosinophils, and basophils. Now, when the ratio between neutrophils and lymphocytes, that's called NLR, is less than 1.8 or greater than 2.2, or the ratio between monocytes and lymphocytes, MLR, is greater than 2, this usually indicates the presence of an infection, any of those parameters. To further clarify, when the NLR is under 1.8, this typically indicates a viral infection, and when NLR is greater than 2.2, this usually means there's a bacterial infection. So you can go and look at your latest blood work and also historical blood work, and if you've had that CBC with differential, you've got those numbers and you can look and see over time what's been happening with your white blood cells. So if there is, at the same time as having that NLR less than 1.8 or greater than 2.2, and or the MLR is greater than 2, if you also have a chronically low level of white blood cells, WBCs, then this is a likely indicator that you have an infection that has been going on for some time and is therefore chronic as opposed to being acute. So this is a great example of why getting your blood work done at regular intervals can be incredibly informative and helpful. So infections of any kind, whether they are bacterial, viral, fungal, or parasitic, whether they're acute or chronic, whether they're latent or overt, they cause an increased strain on our bodies and they make us more vulnerable to many health issues. So, for instance, when a person already has diabetes, they're at much higher risk of getting infections, which then lead to many of the health issues that make diabetes so damaging, including impaired circulation, slow wound healing, impaired vision, loss of kidney function, etc. But perhaps surprisingly, it goes the other way too. Infections are now understood to be one of the primary causes of the onset of diabetes. Multiple types of viruses have been found to damage the beta cells of the pancreas, which then impairs insulin production, because that's what beta cells do, they make insulin. And then this leads to the loss of proper blood sugar control. So that's the beginning of diabetes right there. Similarly, Chronic bacterial infections, such as Staphylococcus aureus, uh, that's also known as staph, staph infection, this can lead to many of the conditions that are the hallmarks of diabetes, overweight, insulin resistance, glucose intolerance, and systemic inflammation.
And research has found that therapies that eliminate these types of infections, viruses and bacteria, can be effective at preventing and reversing diabetes. And I have found this to be true in my clinical experience too. So blood sugar regulation issues come in several forms. Hypoglycemia, where blood sugar is going too low. Insulin resistance, where our cells aren't listening to the signal of insulin to open up and let sugar out of the blood and into the cells for use as fuel. Prediabetes, where blood sugar control issues are already heading in a bad direction. And then full-blown diabetes. And almost everyone that I have seen with one or more of these blood sugar regulation issues also has evidence of underlying chronic infections. The good news, though, is that once we clear those infections and strengthen immunity and support the pancreatic beta cells to heal and regenerate, which they can almost always do, and surprisingly well, our bodies are so amazing, then blood sugar regulation improves, as does overall health and well-being. So once we've determined that there are underlying chronic infections at play, like we talked about before with the CBC with differential, what's next? Well, if the infection appears to be bacterial or viral, then we can get right to work clearing them naturally. If they appear to be fungal, which is common, or parasitic, not as common, at least in the U.S., or there's an internal buildup of toxins as a significant issue, then additional testing is often recommended before starting treatment for proper targeting. And if the following supplements that I'm going to talk about don't do the trick, then additional testing is definitely indicated to further elucidate what is going on under the hood. Now, we have a number of natural tools available to us in our immune strengthening and infection clearing toolbox. Choosing which ones to use and when and how is ideally done with the guidance of a knowledgeable holistic practitioner who's familiar with you and your medical history and your system. And that could be me. Maybe I'm your doc. That's great. Or maybe you want me to be your doc. That's great too. My top favorite natural medicines for boosting immunity and clearing infections are Huanglian Jedupian. This is number one. This is a classic Chinese herbal formula that, when indicated, is my go-to for clearing any and all types of infections due to its speedy efficacy. And as a bonus, it contains berberine, an antimicrobial that has the added benefit of being proven to be even more effective for blood sugar control than the prescription drug metformin. And this is probably because it's an antimicrobial that is addressing latent infections. However, it is contraindicated in many cases, and it's hard to find it in an uncontaminated form these days, since most Chinese herbs now come from Asia and usually contain mercury, lead, and a bunch of other unsavory toxins. For this reason, I only use Blue Poppy brand, as every batch is tested for purity, and I recommend you do the same for any and all Chinese herbs. Now, if you can't get this formula or it's not the right choice for you, berberine is a decent second and similar choice. 
Number two on my list of favorites is Xiao Chai Hutong. This is another classic Chinese herbal formula, and it is a great choice for those who need help clearing infections, but for whom Huanglian Jadupian is not a good choice. For instance, if you have a sensitive stomach or you have a tendency to feel cold, etc. Xiao Chai Hutong is a gentle but effective immune booster strengthening the immune system's ability to push pathogens out of the body, also known as clearing infections, particularly in cases where there has been an ongoing battle with stubborn chronic infections that have been difficult to clear despite repeated efforts. So an example of this is elevated thyroid antibodies with Hashimoto's. Those are often very stubborn and Xiao Chai Hutong can be very effective in helping clear those stubborn infections. And because of its gentle nature, unlike number one, Huanglian Jadupian, Xiao Chai Hutong can be taken long-term. Number three, vitamin C. Doing several three-day vitamin C flushes with time in between each one is a very effective way to clear infections and boost immunity for many people, as long as it is well-tolerated. Like with so many things though, there are contraindications, including if you have a fast digestion or impaired digestive absorption, digestive sensitivity, especially acid reflux, or a tendency towards accumulation of oxalates, kidney stones, and gout. This is just to name a few. So again, just be sure you have the guidance of someone knowledgeable who knows your system before you start doing this. Number four, vitamin D. Most people do not have sufficient levels of vitamin D to get all the benefits of this important hormone. And the amount considered, quote, adequate, which is 30 to 50 milligrams per deciliter, by standard lab measures is woefully low. Studies have found that the full benefit of vitamin D is not achieved until levels are at or above 80 milligrams per deciliter. Since most people's levels are under 50 and there are zero toxicity issues for most people, boosting your vitamin D level is an excellent way to not only improve your immunity and clear infections, but also boost your overall health. People tend to feel really good when their vitamin D level gets up into that optimal range. Now, I like to do a vitamin D test before beginning supplementation and then choose the dose and the length of treatment accordingly with follow-up tests every few months to check on progress. So if someone's vitamin D level is quite low, say under 30, then a very high dose, 50,000 IU per day of vitamin D for several weeks can often make an enormous difference for them very quickly. And then once the vitamin D level has been optimized, it tends to hold fairly steady with a maintenance dose for most people. So then testing once or twice a year is all that's needed for ongoing monitoring. Now do note that for maintenance dosing, vitamin D should be paired with vitamin K for effective utilization. And finally, number five is zinc. Essential for the proper functioning of the immune system, zinc is almost always quite low in people with chronic infections. 
can look at your alkaline phosphatase on your basic blood work to see if you likely have low zinc. And if alkphos is below 70, then you very likely need zinc. And supplementing is typically very effective for boosting immunity and clearing infections gradually over time. My favorite form is liquid ionic zinc taken in water with food, as this is almost always very well tolerated and well absorbed. It is very possible to overdo it with zinc though, so you have to be careful because you can end up with toxicity symptoms. So again, make sure you have the guidance of a knowledgeable practitioner when supplementing with zinc. So alongside or after some immune strengthening and infection clearing work, a few rounds of probiotics to give a broad spectrum boost to your community of gut flora is the next order of business. And this is because a robust and diverse population of healthy gut bugs, also known as the gut microbiome, is an essential part of a strong immune system. The seven main types of microbial organisms that are most often used in probiotic products are lactobacillus, bifidobacterium, saccharomyces, streptococcus, enterococcus, escherichia, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, <laughs> and bacillus. Now, I like to have people do a rotation through all the various types of probiotics, maximizing their intake right to the limit of tolerance in order to boost their gut population and diversity as much as possible and get the most benefit from each type of probiotic. Adding more low-carb, non-dairy probiotic foods to the diet, such as homemade cultured veggies and homemade coconut yogurt, kefir, and sour cream, is also a great help for most people, as long as these don't cause any digestive distress. So, once you've done the work of, one, testing for infections, two, clearing infections and boosting your immune system, and three, boosting your gut's microbiome population and diversity, you should be well on your way to reversing or preventing diabetes, as well as optimizing your overall health. So next in part four, the final part in this series on reversing diabetes naturally, we'll talk about the role of environmental toxins in the development of diabetes, how to tell if this is an issue for you, and what to do about it if it is. And until then, eat well, be well, and enjoy. <music>